I'm so hard, employees wanna find me And then wanna hire me What's 100k to a guy like me? Could you please remind me? Find so hard, this ain't easy Working late nights, you best believe me My grades can only go ace Never wanna see another B unless I'm Jay-Z Find so hard, let's get paid all right. Hey, guys. It's Oscar Santalo. I'm the Pharmacy Operations Manager at UF Health Leesburg. We're having a live administrative student topic discussion by my two awesome P4 learners. Um, I'm going to let them go ahead and introduce themselves, starting with Deanna. Hello, everyone. My name is Diana Cordero da Silva. I'm a fourth-year pharmacy student from the University of Florida. Very happy to be here with you, Oscar. Thank you for having me. And I'll, I'll go ahead and echo those same sentiments. My name is Brandon Del Carpio. I'm a fourth year as well, same school. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be here chatting today. All right, so uh, we'll, we'll, the first thing we're gonna talk about is lean thinking and time management. Um, Deanna is apparently really passionate about this leadership topic. So I'm gonna let her run with it. Go ahead, Deanna. Perfect. Thank you very much. Yes, I think these two topics are very important for us to apply it, not only in organizations, but also in our personal life. So let's start. So first of all, what is lean thinking? So lean thinking is a way of managing a company or institution to ensure continuous improvement by making small changes in processes to deliver value to customers. So it's basically any operation system that can reduce waste without compromising quality or productivity. In our case, if we're speaking about hospital management, patient care. So there's three guiding principles of lean management. We first need to define the value from the standpoint of the end customer. So of course, um, in our case, it's gonna be our patient care. We need to identify each step in a business process and eliminate those steps that do not create a value. And after we eliminate those steps that don't create values, we need to create those steps to occur in a tie sequence. So it's basically putting our patients first by understanding what they need and then delivering that in an efficient way. So Deanna, what you're saying is that we're, we're just trying to be more efficient. Correct. So we're basically trying to constantly search for better ways of working and giving a meaning to work by connecting all those strategies and goals in a clear kind of coherent way across the organization. And so kind of going based on our mission and vision, making that happen. So Deanna, why do you think this topic is important? Like most of our listeners are clinical specialists. So why is this important? This is very important because we don't want to delay our patient care. Um, for example, when medications are coming through, we need to ensure that the process goes smoothly from inputting the um, order for the patient to basically delivering. So we need all those steps to kind of be in a cohesive way because it could affect potentially our patient. Yeah. And basically, we don't want to waste time and we want to make sure everything... Correct. Everything that we're doing is being value added um, just to make sure that, you know, things are going smooth. All right. Good. Deanna. Keep taking it away. You're doing great. Perfect. Thank you. So there's, of course, some benefits of applying lean thinking. Um, first, we're going to have focus by applying lean. We'll be able to reduce waste activities. Therefore, our workforce will be focused on activities that bring value. 
will also be improving productivity and efficiency. When employees are focused on delivering that value, they'll be more productive and efficient because they won't be distracted by unclear tasks. We're also going to have smarter processes. By establishing a pool system, we'll be able to deliver work only if there's actually a demand. And of course, we're going to we're going to be able to use better our resources. So when our product is based on actual demand, we will be able to use only as many resources as needed. So basically lean thinking, it's based on a philosophy that will help examine business processes and will focus on reducing the waste. For example, um, a process that we just currently improved was writing the lot numbers of Rendesivir. We thought that was not, we were not gonna basically be using that. So that's something that we're reducing waste. We're saving time for our pharmacists to focus on other things. We're also going to be minimizing unnecessary costs by improving productivity, improving inefficient procedures. For example, when we went live from IV to push, also another example is capping our fast mover. So those are few examples um, that we have improved on and in order to maximize the value for our customer. Awesome. Brandon, because uh, you're also in the audience with me. Give me like an example of one of your projects that you worked on so far and where you had to use a lean process of thinking. Yeah, for sure. So um, one of my projects that I was tasked with while on this rotation was to try to optimize pharmagistics. And so for hopefully for those of you that are not familiar with pharmagistics, that's our inventory management system. Um, and what I had to do was take product basically from one location and put it into a in a higher or fast moving area of the pharmacy that would do a number of things. One, it would save us time, um, whether that be from physically going from one location to the other, to actually being able to fill orders more rapidly. Um, another thing was assigning barcodes and adequate inventory count of those products that were moved into um, the carousel, the new area. And then um, as well as maintaining adequate ordering. So these, these things really help to improve the process and kind of the workflow in the central pharmacy. So we're talking about lean thinking and it's like some people are already doing this. They're just not recognizing the process. So that's awesome that before the topic discussion, we're already having it, but I still think it's already added that we still have this kind of conversation between the three of us. All right. Sorry, Dan. I like to digress a lot. So go ahead. No, that's good. That's good. And it's very um, important to actually recognize this. This actually was a bundle of concept that Toyota actually um, implemented first. And even though it was first implemented on the manufacturing industry, now it's been applied in other services such as financial, healthcare, banking, restaurants. So it's, it's really applicable to a lot of areas. And in the hospital specifically, we're basically applying it to deliver products on time, like Brandon said, reducing the large stocks inventories, as well as just empowerment to inspect and improve on our own work. So I think it's great things that what we're doing. Something now I want to move on is the Kaizen 5S framework. It's actually an integral part of Lean, and it described the steps of a work place by continuous improvement. So it focuses on small continuous improvement throughout the workplace. And each of these small changes result in a minor improvement. So as time passes, these minor improvements will add up to significant steps 
um, in order to forward inefficiency. Um, for example, efficiency, quality, safety, and workplace culture. So the five S are sort, straighten, standardize, scrub, and sustain. So for sorting, we need to separate needed items from unneeded and eliminate the latter. Straighten is setting everything in order. We need to keep um, those items in the correct place to allow easy and fast retrieval, like Brandon was mentioning on his project. Scrub is basically keeping everything clean, keeping the workplace swept and clean, and standardize, creating a consistent approach which stacks and procedures are done, like the barcode scanning and sustaining it's a, the habit to maintain these established processes. Awesome, that was wonderful. So as I'm going through what you're just describing, so like in terms of the, the presentation, how you're explaining everything, you're talking about like a singular project, but you can actually use the same process as the individual as to how you prioritize your project management how you do the day to day, like for instance, you come in, how am I going to sort my day? How am I going to straighten out my day? What process do I need to clean up quickly? What process do I need to standardize as to how I write my emails or my workflow? And how do I keep myself honest as to maybe not being reactive or not creating any more bad habits? So this framework actually works for a singular project or a person that's working on multiple projects. So all right. good job. I agree. And something we're very familiar, I just wanted to give an example of anything that we actually like a lot of people know, for example, Disney, the company, um, in the morning, usually the Disney employees are actually encouraged to communicate in a more inspirational style, which will resonate and eager families just starting out their day at the park. Then later on in the afternoon, when the children are tired and the nerves become frayed for the parents, the employees actually aim for a more calming and supportive style of communication. So this integration of this psychological insights with Disney's operation philosophy has actually allowed the company to eliminate waste. And what is that waste? The employee behavior that would not be desired by a customer. So this is another example of how lean has been applied in Disney. So I thought it was curious for me to share with you all. So how is this applicable to our practice? There's actually been studies done at hospitals that have adopted the lean approach to the ED, the emergency room management, and they actually have seen improvements in patient care qualities, decrease of length of stays, as well as decreases in people or patients leaving against their medical authorization. Now, I kind of like want to switch gears towards time management. So Oscar or Brandon, what is time management? I can, I can chime in. Um, so yeah, time management, first off, super crucial in order to be successful in any career field, in my opinion. Um, you definitely want to be able to basically take on multiple things at once and prioritize them and be able to meet deadlines. And so that's that's really what time management is, is being able to adequately balance many different things in work and in life and still be able to successfully complete those things and produce a quality um, um, project or product. 
Yes, basically that's it. I think it's very vital um, that we implement time management in our lives. So it's basically the process of organizing and planning how to divide your time between specific activities. So you were correct. So here I just want to go over top rules of time management um, just to kind of help you all with it because I know it can be a little bit hard. Um, so the first rule that I kind of want to go over is to know how currently you spend your time. So the simplest way to do this is to keep a log of what you do each day for a period of time. Um, it could be initially, you might think that this is a time waster, but it's actually very crucial for you to not miss anything that you have to do for that day. Um, Oscar, you want to chime in a little bit? I know you keep your list. <laughs> um, I'll just let you like, go ahead and finish all, all, all the rules, but um, here, I'll, I'll read them out for you. So it's knowing how to currently spend your time, identifying your prime time, which I'll give you a whole spiel on that. Um, doing tomorrow's planning like day before, because you're not having to spend time the next day, obviously. And asking like, why am I working on this right now? Is this urgent? Is this important? Um, handling each item and email at once. Um, I am very faulty of that. I write bad emails because I'm working on too many different things at the same time. Uh, plan your work, then work your plan, and then to delegate wisely. What I will tell you guys, I know Deanna has heard nuggets. What I will tell you is as a pharmacy leader, I... I struggle with identifying my prime time initially. And when I realize I'm like, Hey, if I actually come in earlier before my meetings and the craziness starts, I could actually get my passion projects done or things that I know I need to spend significant time on. Um, another thing that I struggle with is just handling each item or email at once. And that's mainly because of, I am working on different things. I have email, I'm precepting, but I'm also have a technician running in saying I need to fix something. So it's really being able to, you know, just hold off and settling in it and working on one thing at a time in terms of making sure this gets done so I can move on to the next thing. And another thing is that leaders struggle with uh, are delegating in terms of delegating wisely. So if I have a ton of projects I got to do and I'm a passionate leader and I'm really passionate in terms of employee development, what better way to increase staff engagement and employee development when you hand them a leadership or administrative related project? So for example, you're precepting students and you need a, a pretty sweet HIV class review because you have every HIV class medication on formulary and they're pretty expensive. That's something that you can delegate to a student to kind of help you out with some low hanging fruit. So you actually have more time to spend on the larger project or projects that the executives kind of want you to work on. So yes, Deanna, so that this all, this entire uh, framework in terms of rules of time management um, definitely holds water. Yes, yes. And I know how you were saying um, it's sometimes hard to identify your prime time. So it's basically which what time is your most productive time? And I think this is something we all struggle with. Um, but with time, you know, it gets practice. I know we'll be getting what better is your what is your prime time? Oh, like, I am a morning person. Yeah, I'm like in the morning person. I actually work better half asleep because I don't get as distracted like I normally do. Like if I wake up at like five and I start writing, like I am money. I know some people are some night owls like Jimmy. 
out there, my other co-host. Um, Brandon, when's your prime time? Prime time in the morning, my friend. I love oh, doing work in the morning. Get up bright and early and enjoy my evenings. That is my game. <laughs> yes, I agree. After eight, I'm done. I'm going to bed. <laughs> You guys are funny. All right. Uh, so what are some endpoints and takeaways, Deanna? Yeah. So basically, um, for our third top rule that you mentioned about do tomorrow's planning tonight, I think that would help you focus on what needs to be done the next day. So you're not kind of like wasting time in that morning thinking, oh, what do I have to do? What I forgot to do. So I think that's going to help everyone out well of course if you're asking yourself why you're doing this right now and you cannot answer the question you're probably not being as productive as you could be so probably it's going to be better for you to move to your next task um, handle each piece of paper or email once i know it's harder with the multitasking and everything that you go through as a manager but of course um, we need to plan the work and then you know kind of like work the plan so, so, our, so mm-hmm. as I interject, you, so one of the things that everything you described, what I noticed where a lot of students and clinical specialists struggle with when they're working on multiple projects is to how they prioritize a lot of times. And this used to happen to me a lot. When you have like a passion project, like that's all you really, really want to work on. Sometimes you just have to table it and work on other things that really need to get done, um, whether it's interventions or other MUAs or anything. So it may be tough. I do this a lot because like, you get really excited. Like, Ooh, I really want to work this project. I need to get it done. But the deadline's not till a month or a couple months or it's, there is no deadline. It just, whenever it can get done, it can get done. Um, Cause you need to be able to create time for yourself to kind of work on those things. So a lot of times we'll get too attached to a certain project and that's where we'd be, where we become inefficient because we could have done something else during that time. So, yes. Uh, let me ask you guys this question. Brandon or Deanna can answer. Um, if I'm a clinical specialist on a unit, what, how can I incorporate lean thinking just from staffing? I'm trying to think about the task that. Um, no, 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 no. You guys can just say, no, you don't know. I'm going to leave this on the episode anyway. Um <laughs> So what about, I, I can't see your faces, James Blanks there. How about working up patients? I think a lot, of, a lot of times how we prioritize um, working on patients, doing consults and entering orders. Not every one pharmacist does the same, but as a leader, I don't want it to be too specific because everyone works in different ways. Some people are more efficient and they're doing consults. They can bang those out first thing when they get there and then get in the queue or the other way around, depending on, how that person operates. So you're really trying to recognize where you're efficient, what's most time consuming. Um, and a clinical specialist could easily take these concepts, those top 10 rules of time management, so they could be more efficient as to how they work up patients. But um, Deanna, this was a wonderful summary. Thank you for going over all this. Brandon, thank you for chiming in. And now we're gonna transition over to Brandon's presentation.